What's up, y'all? This is Alex. This is Keys. And you're now vibing with us on Me Too Radio Zone. This is Keys. Welcome. Um, this is episode three, and it's titled, Let's Call It A Comeback. Yeah, so unlike the LL Cool J song, Don't Call It A Comeback, we are calling this a comeback because we were on a little hiatus. Little. <laughs> for a few months, and um, we get to reconnect, recommit. To you guys and um, share a little bit of what's been going on in these couple of months that we've been absentee. Oh yeah, so I've been totally disconnected. Um, I have experienced a relapse, mm-hmm. so a relapse from my um, my depression and anxiety um, symptoms and and diagnosis and all that stuff. So I just completely checked out um, and. I just was not 100% okay. Although, when you would see me, I looked okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was operating and functioning like I was okay. And isn't that just how it is, though? Oh, like, yeah. that's just how we, we kind of just walk around like everything's all good. Yeah. When really, we're all hurting yes. and going through some shit. As a, as so. a woman of color, that's, <clears throat> that's like something that we are um, accustomed, accustomed to, to unfortunately. And, Speaking and, of minorities yeah so um first and foremost um this is july so happy july folks and july is national minority mental health awareness month and so this is definitely something that we get to like promote and like educate inform you guys inspire you guys around and um national minority mental health awareness was established back in 2008 um and yeah, this is basically for our people. Mm-hmm. So as you know, mental health conditions that does not discriminate like, <laughs> based At on all. based <laughs> on like race, color, gender, identity, age, none of that. So mm-hmm. anyone can experience the challenges of mental illness, regardless of your background. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, however your background identity can make access to mental health treatment much more difficult. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely. Um, the conversation around our community. Which is definitely one of the main reasons why it goes untreated. Because I don't necessarily feel like people don't want it, Mm -hmm. you know? But if you don't have the access to it, then that just Mm -hmm. leaves you feeling, you know, helpless and hopeless. Like, you know, what's the point? I can't get help anyway. Yeah. You know? Um, So what I discovered these last few months um, during my hiatus is that um, I actually led a... I led two discussions and workshops around mental health. Um, the first one that I did was back in May, and Keys was, was the, present. The big sister tea party. Yes, thank you for supporting me, girl. And um, I led a discussion with the group. Um, shout out to Big Sister Tea Party. 
Um, shout out to Star, Rebecca, and Rachel. You guys are yes, the they bomb. Were, they were awesome. Yeah, so they def- were yeah definitely follow really them on dope. all social media platform at Big Sister Tea Party. And they really um, gave me the opportunity to, you know, lead a discussion about mental health. And it was a group of beautiful women of color. And we spoke about, like, what is mental health, you know, and, and what was created and what was discussed was really, like, it, it was just, like, it just resonate because it's like this is the conversations that I have within myself and within my people. So it's like okay, this is definitely a, a big deal. Like mm-hmm. we are not talking about what we're experiencing, right. and we're holding it inside, you know. And 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 it's it's becoming a point where people are really becoming ill. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I did another workshop with sixth graders at a charter school, mm-hmm. and that was a whole different conversation. That shit had me fucked up. And I and I'm I'm not gonna say that that was the reason why I had a breakdown, but that was part of it because I remember when I was in sixth grade and I was going through stuff, Shit. and I realized that sixth grade <laughs> is definitely a stressful moment in a in a in a adolescence adolescence life, life yeah, because that's kind of that's like right before that transition yeah, period. Yeah, that's between, the midway. Yeah, yeah, you being so, a child and like a, a preteen. Yeah, and a lot of the kids. It was <clears throat> how I ended up in that school. Shout out to my homegirl Jay. Um, who 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 made the connect for me to be a, a, a speaker there? Um, a lot of the kids were talking about um, suicide, mm. and although thank the Lord that none of the none of the kids attempted or, or committed suicide, but that was a conversation that was going around the school. So me being in that space and like really like mix you know shaking up the emotions and then also being creative with them and having a shift like creating the shift for them. Um, these kids were really going through it, mm-hmm. and they were stressed out about math tests. They were stressed out about their home environment mm-hmm. and and all this stuff. And it's like, yo, like this is real stuff. But um, just to jump back to the topic, when I was doing these workshops, um, you know, I'm an advocate for this, so I have is a, this is a big responsibility, mm-hmm. and it starts with me. Absolutely. Um, it definitely starts with me. And I realized that I was totally out of integrity because I was not being responsible around my health and well-being. Mm. I was not being responsible around anything. Mm. I was just operating on a go, go, go. I want to create some results. Yeah. And I had to really stop and say, what am I doing this for? Mm. You know, I like totally disconnected from my vision and my purpose. And I was feeling burned out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely want to get into uh, all that goodness, all that good stuff in just a moment. So before we get into uh, our topic for the day, we do have a guest on the show. We have Miss Maya. Hey, Maya. Hey. Maya is a poet. She's a dope poet. I actually met Maya a few weeks ago, actually, at an open mm-hmm. mic. And she got on the stage, and I'm like, she about to, she about to be dope. She about to spit some shit, and of course she did. And I was like, yes, like I was blown away. I was like, yes, I have to have her on the show. Like I need you. Like then I approach you at the end of the show, and I was you just did, like, Maya, I was like, I, I got this, I got this podcast. I need you. Like I need you on here. So uh, thank you, Maya, for coming through. Um, she's gonna do a piece a little bit later at the end of the show. So you guys stay tuned and uh, check her out. All right, so. So, Alex, back to what you were saying. You were saying that you were feeling um, burnt out and disconnected from, you know, your vision and your purpose of why we are 
mental health crusaders in the first place. So uh, go ahead and continue to tell us a little bit more about that experience. So, yeah. So like I was saying, um, I was feeling burned out and, you know, I realized that um, something something was, was happening to my body. Um, and like, you know, that's that saying, life is not happening to you. It's, um, I don't know. I, life I is not happening to you, is responding to you or something in that case. So like, I'm very clear that I've, I'm responsible for everything that happens in my life. Okay. So, um, so like I said, I wasn't in integrity. I wasn't trusting the fact that I can really live a stable life with my diagnosis. Mm. I'm so used to um separating the two. Yeah, like I I'm like all right. Well, I know this is it. So I have to make sure that every day I'm in control. Mm-hmm. Like just being in control of of my my health and everything. I realized that um I was actually out of control. Mm. <laughs> and so basically I was unstable. Um mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm. Sp- that's like the 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 tough spiritually yeah that's yeah spiritually um you know i'm i'm a spirit yeah i'm so like we're all spiritual (laughs) beings beings and you know having a human experience some of us just more connected than others yeah so i'm i'm truly connected since a kid so and i'm an empath so i'm definitely connected to everyone else's energies and Mm -hmm. and their emotions and what they're feeling like i can walk in a space and like just feel everyone's Energy, I could feel there was like an argument that just occurred before, or if there's tension. So I, 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 I carry a lot of things that sometimes it's not for me to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just learning how to, you know, still have that beautiful gift because it is a beautiful gift to have. Absolutely. But also nourishing myself to not let that um, overtake me. So um, it did, and um, you know. I basically what 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 occurred was I had a relapse, mm-hmm. and um, what does that what does that mean for our listeners? Because it sounds like you know, what what does relapse mean? So in terms of mental health, mental health. So with relapse <coughs> is um, the the signs of relapse would look like um, losing like your sense of humor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when when someone that's always like joking around become less of like kind of have they have a stick up their ass kind of mm-hmm. all of a sudden and that's not how they normally operate mm-hmm. like losing your sense of humor um maybe like you starting to sleep more sleep less so going back to your old habits so you're, yeah. you're going back to what wasn't working yeah and supporting you around yeah. mental health yeah your, your mental yeah any like drastic illness. changes mm-hmm. um like the patterns mm-hmm. that that Norm, that, that will occur. Um, so that's when you're relapsing. And of course, there's ways to prevent that. You know what I mean? And, and that's, you know, being consistent with your therapy sessions, consistent with your medications if you are meds, being consistent with just, um, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, and, and when you're relapsing, these are the signs, right? Some of them that I named. And, as, and it's also like, your friends and family will start to notice too. Mm-hmm. So you could probably get like reactive sorts around certain things that they say mm-hmm. or do. Um, so you get you become kind of like irritated mm. around certain things. 
and like you automatically on defense mode. Mm. I know that was happening to me because people were telling me stuff and I was like very defensive um, around it. And I think more more importantly, being able to identify mm-hmm. that that's what you're experiencing, yeah. right? Because yeah. you can say like, oh, well, this is just this is just how it is. This is just mm-hmm. how I usually am, yeah. right? But once you identify that that was what wasn't working for you, right? And you've developed new ways to change that mm-hmm. behavior or to... Um, you know, support you with, okay, I'm feeling down now. Let me not get comfortable in it. Let me yeah. snap out of it and get back to what mm-hmm. I was doing that was supporting me with yeah. the alternate And that's what I was emotion. saying, like, with the mm-hmm. whole, like, having control, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we all are controlling people no matter what, mm-hmm. right? Like, we either want to control someone or we want to control how things turn out in our lives or how we operate or how we act. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes being controlling doesn't always work. Most you, times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most times. You know what I'm saying? And um, and then being out of control can sometimes work, depending mm-hmm. on what you're trying to, like... Let go and let go. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and then there's times that being out of control doesn't work. Right. And um, for me, I was just not stable. Like, I'm a woman. You know what I'm saying? And I'm 36 years old. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm getting older, so my body is changing. My hormones are, you know, they're, they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, is it my responsibility for me to like check in with my body and check in with my doctors? Mm. Um, there was a point where I was just like missing my appointments with my therapist because I was, um, I just you didn't being responsible. I wasn't being responsible and I just mm. didn't want to talk about it. I was going back to my ways. I was, um, actually not, I was losing control. Not, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was unstable and I was letting go of the control because now I'm aware. I have a keen awareness now. So it's mm-hmm. like now I know when I'm sleeping too much or sleeping too little that my spirit is disturbed. Mm-hmm. And in any given moment, I might fall into a depression or I might have an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. So 2017 started off in a bang. Like I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed no matter what. And it was going really good. And then um, there were some changes in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, like an asthma attack, right? And then I recovered from that. And then I was doing okay. And then I had an anxiety attack. So there was a pattern happening. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when good things are happening... You find ways to self-destruct. Self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So now this is a whole different awareness now. Now this is like, all right, Alex. Yes, this, this is your, you know, depression, anxiety is your diagnosis. But um, when are you going to stop, like, when are you going to let that shit go, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, this is it. But that's not what defines you. Now you get to, like, do the work and dig deeper and dig deeper in a way where you might discover some things that you don't like. But know that you have the support to get through it. So, I was discovering that I was self-sabotaging and I wasn't allowing myself to really be happy and I wasn't allowing myself to just, like, be in the moment of the, the good stuff that was happening mm. for me because um, I'm used to, like, good things happening and then something happens where it's either taken away or... I give it away or something. Mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. I realized that these patterns were happening. And but that's the story that you're creating. Though. Yeah, that was you the story. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's what that's what you know dealing with mental health is kind of like a. I, I like to call it like a knee jerk reaction, right? Yeah. Like it's a go to. Yeah. Like as soon as you know something happened, I mean that's us as human beings. We're used to patterns. We're used to x if x happens and y will happen yeah. right cause and effect so we know that like you're saying alex like something is going good for you you anticipate that something's gonna go wrong mm-hmm. right that's just that's just how we are as people yeah but if we change that mindset that something's gonna go wrong not saying that it won't because you know you definitely want to hope for the best and expect the worst but you want to change your mindset around yeah. it and that innately changes how you respond to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want the situation to change, you have to change how you think about it. Yep. You and have to change how you feel about it. Yeah. You have to identify something good's happening. Okay. All right. Nope. It's not going to be how it was last time. This is going to be different. Mm-hmm. We're going to change the story. Yeah. And so, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, because that's like the pattern, I realized that this time around, when I did relapse, I had support. And I was reaching out for support. I was being selective, and I was I would request support when I needed it, but I wasn't being 100% authentic about it either. Um, but I realized that now, because I'm speaking about mental health and I'm leading workshops around it, that it's 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 deeper. It's deeper than rap. Like it's mm-hmm. deeper than what I could imagine. Mm-hmm. Because back then, when I was experiencing depression and anxiety. I was I was experiencing it and I wasn't allowing myself to experience it. Mm-hmm. Like I was automatically um, going towards activities that I know that I could like numb myself, mm-hmm. right? Whether it was you know having a good time, drinking, you know, um, if I was in a um, relationship or I was dating somebody, I knew that when I'm stressed out, when I'm going through something, that I could release mm-hmm. with that person, and what that would look like was sex mm-hmm. versus me actually talking to this man and letting this man know, like, really, like, look at this is what I battle with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a great person. I don't have to, like, defend who I am because the person will know, but this is what I go through, and I need your support. Are you down or ride right. with me or not? Right. And it's up to that person to have a choice whether they want to be a supportive person in my life mm-hmm. and, up, and, 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 up, and support me with uplifting. Upliftment, mm-hmm. you know, versus me not saying nothing at all and just being like, you know what, I, I want to get laid and I know that I'm going to release mm. and I'm going to feel better. But well, that's temporary. That's, that was temporary fix. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to like rewire my whole mind, my whole spiritual belief and all of these things as a woman and realize that those things don't work for me. They actually mm-hmm. make things worse. Mm-hmm. And then I'm connecting with someone that either doesn't want to deal with that or does want to deal with it but doesn't know how to so now I have to like support this person on how to how to support you support me (laughs) Mm -hmm. so not that I'm I'm not I'm not close to it but it's 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 triple work um and um so the steps so basically I was in recovery Mm -hmm. and what that looks like is it so when people hear recovery, like they hear substance abuse, right, mm-hmm. and twelve steps. But that's and, usually what it's co- you know yeah. connected to what it's related yeah, to. What it's related because to. people don't treat mental illness as what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's something separate. <coughs> but if you're going through addiction, that's a sickness too. <coughs> that's an illness too. So yeah. it's in a sense the same concept of 
you're going through something, you're dealing with something, you're battling with something, yeah. and then you need to recover from that. So let's explain, you know, to yeah. our listeners a little bit about what that means, yeah. what is recovery. And also recovery can be after surgery, too. Well, yeah, yeah which so, is all health-related yeah, yeah. either way you look no, at it. No, because when I, when I tell people, oh, I'm, I'm in recovery from depression, anxiety, they look at me like dumbfounded, and mm-hmm. then I have to break it down. So... I mean, but so you I know, have to give not, not of, everyone understands. Yeah, so, yeah. which is fine. That's what we're here for. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. we get so, to, we get to explain. So, it like, so recovering from mental disorders, um, it 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 doesn't only has to do with getting better, but it's also like achieving like a a full satisfaction with your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like many people, when we go through this journey, it it's never a straight, steady journey like in anything that's just life period right right <laughs> like in anything life like life could take turns in any way so um so basically when you're in recovery you're just basically um you're going through the highs and the lows and you're discovering things about yourself and then you might experience some setbacks and then over time you know you you look back and you see like the progress that you have made mm-hmm. so when you're in recovery um first and foremost um you you create a plan with your therapist so for those of you that have a therapist, this is something that you and your therapist create. Mm-hmm. And it could look like a one-year plan. It could look like a two-year plan. So for me, so, okay, so let's, so I was in recovery, right? And I, I went through two different therapists because honestly speaking, I, I needed to find someone that I can relate to. And um, so I realized that I found a therapist that, I could relate to. She's fabulous. Shout out to Evelyn. And um, we weren't on a plan, but we were taking the steps to create a plan and to just have me, you know, operate from a stable place. So now um, the recovery process is is different stages to it. So the journey just begins with you um, normalizing your 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 daily activities um, and your intimate relationships. And your friendships and, and work and your financial status. So when you're in recovery, you, you create a plan and you touch all the quads in your life that's important to you. Mm-hmm. And you create the plan and you, you it's like um, kind of like a check-off list. But you don't want to treat it so much like a check-off. You, just, you want it to be just smooth. Mm-hmm. And you just like follow the steps that is recommended. You and the therapist sit down, you have real talk and say, this is the areas of my life that I'm lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the areas in my life that I am working hard on is, um, of course, always my well-being because that's first things first, um, and my finances and career. So when those areas are not balanced, then that's where you know I have the, the conversation about fuck. I got to get better at this. Mm-hmm. So those are like my main areas. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I was um, relapsing. Because I started getting sick every time something good was happening. So now I have to work on like self-sabotaging behaviors mm-hmm. and and rewiring my, my, my mentality to just like celebrate myself when I do accomplish something. It could be so small, but I still get to celebrate myself for right. it. Right. Um, and and just, that's really important mm-hmm. though, because people feel like, you know, <clears throat> us as people, my, you know, separating myself. We um, tend to look for this big, amazing, great accomplishment to say, yeah, I did something, right? It could be something so small as changing your diet, 
right? You can stop, like, for me, for example, so, like, I haven't completely stopped eating chicken, but I have eliminated it a lot out of my diet, um, and that's something that I'm working towards. So, you know, I'll pat myself on the back, like, you know what? You only ate chicken once this week. You're doing good, right? You have to give yourself that, um, that acknowledgement Otherwise, you're not going to feel like you're making any progress in any area of your life. Mm -hmm. You notice the small things, the little things, and that, you know, eventually leads to bigger accomplishments, right? But when you start off small, then it's like, you know what, I'm minimal progress. Little progress is better than no progress, Mm -hmm. period, in whatever you're doing. Yo, so... I just want to say I'm holding back right now, and I got to keep against her. I got to keep it real. I'm, like, really holding back. And I share with you, mm-hmm. like, what what occurred. Mm. So, all right. This is so uncomfortable, but it's liberating at the same time. And I hope this really, like, helps somebody out. So, um, so we've been in a hiatus. And in my part, I, I, listen, so... Breathe. <laughs> so, um, wow. So, I, guys, I wanted to check out. Okay, I wanted to check out. Mm. And um, I never attempted suicide consciously in the past, but subconsciously I did. And that would have been like doing crazy shit that I shouldn't be doing, right? Because it's like, it's dangerous. And usually dis- destructive. Yeah, behaviors. like you're self destructive. And subconsciously, I was just, it was just that. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a keen awareness, I'm actually experiencing this thing called depression, anxiety. I'm really feeling it. I'm experiencing it. And I didn't allow myself to get out of the experience and let it empower me. I actually let it disempower me. Um, And I was just going around wearing a mask and and saying, you know, I got this. I'm a woman and let me keep it moving. Um, So... Like I was saying, good things were happening, self-sabotage behavior on a low, then back on a high. And so much shit started happening, and I was trying to control everything and hold it together, and I didn't want anyone that I care about to know, and I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't feel like I wanted, I didn't want to sound like a, a, a broken record and talk about the same thing. I mean, but that's, that's what it is, though. Yeah. It is this, it's a continuous mm-hmm. situation. It's not something that you could just... Stop talking about if you're still yeah. experiencing it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I have really great support system. But sometimes, you know, when when people are lifting you up, it's, it's the most beautiful thing. And also sometimes when you hear people say, you got this. Mm. It's mind over matter. Mm-hmm. You got this. You're strong. Like That's I, like the fuck your feelings. <laughs> like, like, I appreciate that because it's like you 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 holding me mm-hmm. at a like at a high caliber as a woman as a person, and I'm grateful for those people that are not gonna give up. But those words are trigger in a sense where I feel like sometimes you're insensitive to the actual experience that I'm having, and I know it sounds crazy, but that's just the that that's the reality up until now. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. Yeah, I was, I was, I was having these thoughts, and 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 I'm gonna tell you that it scared the living shit out of me. I was, I was literally going to sleep every night and saying to myself, if I don't wake up, I don't wake up. It's okay. Um, and I would say that like every 
like for like I would say from like late April to up until like late June. And um but I, I kept going though. I kept waking up and mm-hmm. I kept going and I was having mad breakdowns and I was having breakthroughs and and it was crazy. Like I was just I was living but I wasn't You were existing. I was like existing. Yeah. And, and like like yo I, I know I'm resilient and shit, but boy, yeah. this right here, like, I'm actually feeling this, and I don't like how this feels, mm-hmm. um, and I'm scared that I'm having these thoughts about not waking up tomorrow, like, I love life, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I love life, even when shit is not going my way, and, and things are uncomfortable and painful, like, I really do, do love life, but I just felt like checking out was, like, the better option, mm-hmm. um, it was scary because although I didn't have a plan on how I was going to check out, I didn't like... Just the fact that you talk, even considered it. Real talk, I'm a yeah. chicken. Like, I am not... I don't see myself, like, actually, like, doing the act of suicide. And I'm not trying to be funny or be insensitive to anyone around that topic. But I personally know that's not... I, I wouldn't that's be able to do that. Yeah. But I did say, <clears throat> if I don't wake up, I don't wake up. And um, so anyways, every day I kept... That, that was the, the thing that kept going in my mind and I was like this is really scary and why do I keep saying this like I know I got this so like I stopped seeing my therapist she would hit me up and be like hey how's it going you you keep your appointment I said oh I've been busy I mean I was busy but I wasn't that busy that I couldn't keep my appointment to Mm -hmm. her that's one two um I was just out of integrity so just that just that alone right there though right you already you're not keeping your appointments with your therapist no, you hadn't planned on that, mm-hmm. right? But that, in a sense, is still um, kind of making steps mm-hmm. <laughs> towards what your end goal is. Yeah. Because you're not being responsible with your mental health because mm-hmm. you're not seeing your therapist. Yeah. And it's vital because when you are on recovery, like in the beginning steps, like it's vital for you to have that support. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation. Right. It's, it's, so let's be clear. It doesn't have to be a therapist, which ideally would be great. But yeah. as long as you have someone yeah, that so, is, can support you. Yeah. And, and that's, that. and that's someone, you, you, you know, cause I know I don't got no insurance right now. Yeah. No. So, so I don't got a therapist. So support <laughs> groups, because look at, look at the end of the day, it, this is minority mental health month. And why a lot of the minorities don't seek medical help is because they don't have access to quality medical help. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's the reason. So we get to like do our research online and like ask questions around us so we can learn more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is free resources mm-hmm. out there. So, so don't give up people. Mm-hmm. And if you are not ready to see a therapist, Look out for support groups, mm-hmm. which are people that are relatable to what you're experiencing. Right, and I wanna I wanna piggyback off that. I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but that no, definitely ahead. is very important when you are seeking a therapist or any type of support. You want to try to find support from people that look like you, right? We're not saying that you can't step outside and see a therapist who doesn't, but it's been statistically proven. That if you find someone that's relatable, someone that looks like you, someone that understands what you go through, because if it's a cultural thing, right, you want someone that that understands your yeah. culture. You don't want to have to explain yourself, and mm-hmm. then it's kind of like, well, I'm sympathetic, yeah. but 
xyz no you want someone to be like no girl i remember growing up too mm-hmm. when we used to have to do x y and z and this was the experience oh, i'm so glad you said that because this is why i love my therapist evelyn um and and shout out to shout out to her because um she can relate like i will share with her things about my childhood growing up as a you know latina young girl and she could so relate to some stuff mm-hmm. and i would be like wow like Thank you, mm-hmm. you know, because she definitely knows how that can affect, you know, my growth as a woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I feel like I'm at home. Right. When I see right. Her. And that's how you want to feel because you want to be comfortable. Yeah, I'm able mm-hmm. like to release everything that I have to say. And sometimes I just be going off and she just be there with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then afterwards, I'm like, God, I said a lot. She goes, oh, this was a great session, mm-hmm. you know, and I walk out feeling empowered. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I walk out feeling fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these are, those are things you get to release. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted I just wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, definitely make that, um, you know, put that in your head that if you are seeking any professional help or just support in general, that, you know, it is relatable because it does make it um, a, your experience will be a lot better or a lot different when you're speaking to someone who understands where you're coming from yeah. and yeah. you know I know it sounds corny right like a support group and no, but, it's, but it, it's, it, it, it is what it no. is so it is like what it's it vital is. so that's either family <laughs> friends your faith community mm-hmm. you know self help groups community organizations that can help you know and as time passes by you'll find yourself in another stage of recovery mm-hmm. you know and then you'll be able to more manage yourself and 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 many things to improve um, you know, you, you'll be able like, to have an accurate uh, accurate diagnosis, mm-hmm. um, effective medication if that's an option, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk therapy, and your own growing knowledge of your condition and how to live with it. Right. And that's where I was at. And then I relapsed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's about having that, like, still being grounded in hope because, for me, hope is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And which is which is which is challenging though, mm-hmm. which is 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 really hard though, because um, I'm gonna share a little bit of my mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. know why I've been on hiatus as well. Because mm-hmm. and it's really interesting though, because I feel like me and Alex both went on hiatus at the same time. No, and it wasn't it was like not that these things are planned, but it was like so not planned. Yeah, it was, it was like yo, I'm just not with it. And just, let me just jump Today. on that. So before you share a story, mm-hmm. because we were experiencing this low at the same time, we still was resilient enough mm-hmm. and present enough to like support each other yes. around it because yes. we know what that is. Yes. And um, and we would check in with each other daily. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so I'm very grateful. Um, because the way me and Ikea met, we met through mutual friends. And from the first day, we said we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we were going to like... It was just like you. <laughs> we were going to connect. And we were, like, we were going to create a community where people can just come and like, just talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and we kept our word to each other. And yes, there's been our roller coasters, but we still like... We still... We jumping back. Like this is... Let's call this a comeback. We were jumping in. So... When we were on this low, we were helping each other. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I wanted to check out, she was right there. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, let me let me tell you how hard it is. Or let me not say how hard. How challenging it is to try to keep a commitment when you don't feel like it. 
and when you genuinely you 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 barely feel like doing the bare minimum of maintaining your hygiene getting up like i need to get a shower and feel like taking a shower fuck it i need to brush my teeth nope not doing that either let me call out of work today because i just don't feel like going right and um a big part of my breakdown um this was between i want to say march and now march and march and june between march and june um was my job which played a major part in why i was experiencing so many anxiety attacks like they were consistent like i'm waking up every single morning preparing to go to work and before i can get out the bed i'm having an anxiety attack i'm talking about chest hurting um shallow breathing i'm getting hot i'm getting agitated i'm like what the fuck i hadn't identified until afterwards that it was related to me going to work so a little bit about what i do just for some background so i work in a juvenile detention facility and um <clears throat> It's basically juvie. It's like it's like jail, but it's in a residential setting. Setting, excuse me. So, it's a very high strung environment off the back, right? Off the back, it's high strung, and um, I basically have to anticipate going to war every day Ooh. because I'm dealing with teenagers, and not just any teenagers. I'm dealing with girls, and I just want to make it clear that. I live in New York City. We live in New York City. And these teenagers are rough. Like, these are not no, like, pleasant, dainty little girls. I mean, these girls are as rough as our boys out here. So, with me going into work every day or even anticipating going into work every day, I have to mentally prepare and physically prepare to go to war. (laughs) And it's in a residential facility, so it's like there's no correction officers, there's no security. Like, we are security. I am security. If a fight breaks out, I got to break that up. If they try to go AWOL, they try to leave the house, I got to break that up. If they, We even have kids that are dealing with their own mental health. So if they have a breakdown, I now have to be that supportive. I have to be their therapist. I have to be, you know, that person for them all while dealing with my own shit. Which no one at my job is aware of. I was going to ask you, because um, I know you're trained to do this job. Absolutely. I know, I remember you went out of state mm-hmm. to do like this intense, in, intense, intense training mm-hmm. intense training a while ago. Do your job support you with this? Like, does your job have any incentives where they create a space for the workers to, to talk to someone or have like a mental health day or something in this case. Cause that's a lot. Right. Right. So I did find out recently that they do actually offer like mental health services, um, which is cool. I didn't utilize it. Um, one, because I didn't know. And two, I'm so used to just dealing with it on my own or not even recognizing that this was directly affecting my mental health. I'm just like, well, this is the nature of the job, so this is what comes with it. Not separating the two. And and just so, and just to point it out, guys, um, so I see a therapist. He doesn't see a therapist. Mm-hmm. So we are two women that can relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And this the slight difference is that I see therapy and she doesn't. 
Right. Which 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 I can say because um, mm-hmm. I have I have in the past. You yeah. Know, I mm-hmm. haven't just been walking around Crazy. just thinking mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. You know I could yeah. do this shit on my own. Yeah. Um, I have had several mm-hmm. in the past. Um, but for insurance reasons, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we said, there are some free services. But I'm you know I would like to get quality. Mm-hmm. So um, right now I don't see a therapist. However, you have me. Yes, <laughs> and me too. Radio Zone yeah. and our listeners, but um, yeah, no. But I I was having anxiety attacks every single morning, and um, it it was just getting really stressful. The environment is really stressful. I work ten hour shifts with no breaks, um, and you're you're present with the kids at all times. Like every movement they make, you have to make with them. So there was no downtime. There was no, let me get a mental break. Let me, you know, unless I was going to the bathroom and that was the only escape. I would have to go to the bathroom. Like I need a minute. Can I go? Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, if we had adequate staffing, then that was definitely possible. But, um, where was the point where you experienced your, I want to say, cause it's been, it's been since it was been since around March. So I know it was around March, between March and June. And um, I want to say it was around April, May that um, I started really feeling like I wanted to check out. And like Alex, like I didn't have a plan. <laughs> you know, there was no, this is how it's going to do. This is how it's going to happen. It was very similar. If I don't wake up tomorrow, I'm okay with that. Like I'm fine. Like I'm tired. Not just sleepy, like I'm spiritually tired of this experience. And when I checked in with myself, like, why am I feeling like this? It was directly tied to my job because there was nothing else happening. I'm lying. I'm absolutely lying. There were other things that were happening in my life that are still happening that um, led me to feel that way. However... Now, being out of work, because I'm on workers' comp right now, I actually got injured on the job, um, I'm able to decipher which which one of those situations was actually holding more weight. And it was my job, because it's a stressful environment. There's nothing. There was nothing positive about my working environment. And then to come home, air quotes, home, to still be stressed out because of my living situation... There was no escape. So it it was just like, I'm tired of everything that's happening. So so I hear you saying like your environment, Mm -hmm. your working environment and your living environment Mm -hmm. is what trigger you to have these breakdowns and and having the thoughts of checking out. Yeah. Because at that moment... That was the better option. There was like it was like what the fuck? Like I'm doing everything that I possibly can. I'm still employed. I'm working to try to change my living situation, mm-hmm. but that is trying to happen simultaneously with no with no break, no mental break is just like it's like you're running on a treadmill and then you finally realize I'm tired and then you stop and it's just like yo I've been running for mad long. I've been doing this shit for mad long. I am exhausted I can't wait I'm done I can't I'm, I'm, I can't wait till we do like live recording so you guys can actually see us <laughs> because right now I'm like super casual like 
I keep hearing us say check out and I feel like I'm experiencing some casualness around it. Mm-hmm. Not that we have to be like mad heavy around it and like be like mm-hmm. Debbie Downers and stuff, but it's more like, yo, check it. Like if someone tells you, I want to check out, like take that shit serious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like um, people are still uncomfortable with hearing that or they just don't know how to... To deal with that. To deal with it and yeah. support you around it. So, mm-hmm. again, like, see therapy, be around supportive people. And, like, when you want to, like, talk about checking out, like, tell the person that you know that's compassionate, mm-hmm. that's understanding, mm-hmm. that's a listener yes. before a talker. Yes. And that's, 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 and, and that's going to listen yeah. with open ears and open mind and, and no open judgment. heart. Mm-hmm. And, like, no judgment because, like... One of the reasons, and 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 keys, you can jump in. I'm sorry mm-hmm. for like no, just no, no. You like cutting you, you off. But like, one of the reasons why I don't speak about this stuff is because I have this like reputation or this image to portray, and like I like to be myself and do what the fuck I want. But like when you grow up, like my mom raised me and my sisters on her own, and like I, I think I shared this before, like. You wear your big girl's panty and you keep it moving. No one needs to know your business. Just keep it going. And um, and here we are airing out our, our dirty laundry. Yeah, and it, it came to a point in my life. I'm like, yo, like, I am tired of that. Like, how do I release? Yeah, I'm seeing my therapist. Yes, I talk to my friends. But there's so much to release. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if I don't release this in a way where I feel grounded, then I'm not being responsible mm-hmm. with myself and I'm being fucking irresponsible to the world mm-hmm. because there's so many people out there that need to hear this. Yeah. And that's, and that's how we even I'm like, came to this I'm point. I'm being like real disrespectful and dis, like dishonest and like the term checking out, that shit is not cool. It's not funny. Yeah. And this time around, when I did share it, I'm so blessed. And so grateful that the people in my life currently, like, they lifted me up. And when I say lifted me up, like, literally lifted me up from the floor. Because mm-hmm. it got messy. Mm-hmm. And I was not allowing myself to get messy because I wanted to mm-hmm. look good doing it. And you know what's... And it's nothing wrong with looking good while right. being fucked up in the game. Right. But there's a there's a opportunity when you access, you know... Um, your vulnerability and you access like being messy because mm-hmm. the opportunity is to like really identify what happened to identify what can be done differently and what can support you differently and and also you identify who really is riding with you yeah like yeah. who's really like going to like pick you up and shout outs to like the people currently like there with me mm-hmm. because I you know I don't know Mm-hmm. And like, shout out first and foremost to God because yes, let's be clear. Like, whatever your faith is, like, I don't judge anyone. I mm-hmm. love everybody. Like, if you if you believe in God, Amen. And if you don't, Amen. Because mm-hmm. there's something that you believe in, right? And I'm not judging you for it. And that's so interesting too, because like, at that point, right when you feel like you want to check out, mm. it's like there's no way that God is present. You would think, right? Because at that point, you're like, 
you don't you don't believe you, your faith is broken, mm-hmm. right? Girl. Your faith is broken. <laughs> so if God is present, right? But you aren't. Yeah, you're just like, nah, I'm ready to check out. Like you're basically telling God, like whatever you can do to make this better, don't even bother. Yeah, because I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, like fuck what you about to do, what you about to ha- have happen in my life. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And that's, that's like, and who are you to say you ready to go? That's right. not up to us. Right. Like, but that's, but that's like, where, that's where, uh, that's where we were though. But that's yeah. where I was at though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because like, even in the midst of everything, like I'm going through, you know, what I'm experiencing with depression and anxiety. I don't, I and your physical health. I can't, too, yeah. Cause you don't work as comp. So yeah, there's a whole lot of like you, like there's a, there's a lot that's there's, in play. Everything's connected <laughs> at the end of the there's day. There's a lot. And I, um, and that was what the, the the real like moment was where I got physically hurt, and I realized my experience with God is always he's he always has to yell at me, right? He always has to like yell at me mm. for me to hear him because it'll be something subtle in the beginning, like nah, this ain't for you. Nah, you need to you need to change your job. Nah, this ain't for you, and I'm ignoring it. And then it'll build up and build up and build up and build up, and then it'll be like boom. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I hear you now, right? So the, my work injury was both a blessing and a curse because I'm hurt, right? But I don't have to go to work. So now I'm not experiencing that anymore. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, my job is closing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so it's like Message. this right right <laughs> it's like this 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 is that moment this is that moment that I get to get clear about the direction that I want my life to go and for me to not place myself in another situation like this because we make these decisions unconsciously we oh, continue yeah. to put ourselves oh, in these situations for sure but God is like it's quiet right now it's quiet right now He's like, I, I like, I, I need you to listen. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't. This is not a game no more. Like, sit still. I need you to listen because the fact that I got to that point where I was ready to check out once again, because this is not the first time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm at a transition phase in my life right now because I'm being forced to listen. I'm being, I'm being sat down, and he's shaking his finger at me, and he's like, listen. <laughs> Right. So that's that's where I'm at with it right now. And um, I've been, you know, doing some reflecting and trying to find answers and trying to really understand, like, what this means going forward. Mm-hmm. So that that even through all of it, I still can identify that there's a source that keeps me going because I oh like but until recently, I've always wondered, like, yo, how do I manage to keep going? Without without very much support, because I don't really have too much support in terms of mental health. There's not too many people in my circle in my life that I can have a conversation with and them understand. It's maybe three, like maybe three. Yeah, and and so like your hope, Remember, right? Hope is like your inner your inner desire mm-hmm. to 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 want something to be different or whatever the case is and then it's the people around you that's going to support mm-hmm. you and reassure you and that's the be- and that's the that's you know the I mean? beauty of it having that faith even at even at your lowest point and you're mm-hmm. still you still got faith yeah. you're at your lowest point and you're still like nah yeah, this ain't it yeah cuz look at us as human beings we're always seeking we want to know all the answers mm-hmm. and sometimes we 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 can't know all the answers mm-hmm. so for me i've always struggled with my faith 
Um, and I realized that I kept waking up every day and I'm like, all right, Alex, this, like, I know I have it inside me to keep fighting, but this is just not me. So, so for me to keep waking up, I knew that there was a bigger force. I'm a believer. I believe in God, but sometimes I'm stubborn, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's just being a human being. So believe it or not, there's times that you're going to like walk by sight instead of walking by faith. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And when I kept waking up, I'm like, all right, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I wasn't upset that I kept waking up. I was just like, oh. And then I realized when I was silent, I was still, you know, I was having um, conversations with God. And it moved me in a way where I actually got baptized this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got, I received the word and I um, contacted a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Shirley. And I'm so blessed to have her as my friend. And I got baptized on a Monday evening. Mm. Like, it was like that. And, like, it was the most beautiful experience to have. And Shout out to that. Yeah. To, to making that, that step, yeah. making that move. Like, yeah. that's really a, a big deal. Yeah. Like, I didn't want us to go past that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and when that's I, a big deal. And when like, I did that, I, I just solely contacted my friend. And, and I didn't make it, like, a big deal as far as, like, telling everyone. Because um, I know it could seem like a big decision especially about like what I was experiencing but this was this was like beyond me this mm-hmm. was bigger than life mm-hmm. and um it was definitely my spirit I was I was my spirit was disturbed so I know that um reconnecting with my faith it 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 it, it was a want and a need mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for it and I'm blessed and I'm so happy um that I made this decision and only cuz I did this doesn't mean that life gets easier I mean there's going to be Life happens, right? Mm-hmm. But I know now that I I'm alive and I woke up, mm-hmm. and Amen. My purpose is bigger than <laughs> life, and my assignment's not done. So, um, you know, for people that are like thinking of checking out or attempting to like commit suicide, like this is real talk. Like this is not a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is especially especially geared towards our people of color because we really need to have this conversation, you know, and really get connected and understand that this is something that we experience as well. And we get to reach out to our resources and utilize them. And, like, listen, if you don't believe in God, I'm not judging you, but believe in something. This is really serious, guys. And I just want to say that I'm blessed and grateful for Keys. Um, for understanding me and being with me because I do go up and down. You are very welcome. And I just want to like shout out all my friends and family. I know who y'all are for being with me because I know it's not easy. So um, yeah, just just reach out. So as promised, we have Maya who's going to do her piece. What's the name of your piece, Maya? It is untitled. Oh, it it, it is untitled, but that is okay. okay. All right. Just know that the piece itself is great. It's like, man, she like hits it right on the nail. Like everything that we talk about here with, you know, mental health, mental illness and the fact of like, you know, people of color and how we don't have the conversation about it. And I don't go through this and what is depression? I'm strong. And like she encaptures all of this in her poem, which is why I really, really wanted, you know, you to come on and share this piece. So Thank you for coming, and let's go ahead and get right into it. I think I have anxiety. I haven't slept in four days. My face keeps twitching, and I have the sudden urge to cry if I'm alone for too long. Or maybe it's depression. 
Although I can't determine what I could be anxious or depressed about. Maybe it's the weight of my burdens pressing down on me, but I have faith in that's supposed to take care of that, right? I believe in the supernatural. I believe that God is real. I pray, walk by faith, not by sight. I believe in the things I cannot see. And here I am fighting back tears in Midtown, looking at strangers grow blurry and disfigured as my eyes fill with water. I wipe them away quickly. I'm supposed to be strong. I've always been strong. What is anxiety? I don't get that. I'm happy. Sunshine and rainbows, cotton candy and ice cream on the brightest of days. I encourage others. I motivate. I hold up the weak. I'm a lion in a herd of sheep. What is anxiety? I don't get that. Yet here I am on the train pretending to have it all together, buttoned up and smiling at the world, appearing to be in a fairy wonderland, bringing hope to the weary, bringing life to the lifeless, calming the crisis. There's a man next to me. He has some loose screws on the train spewing nonsense from his mouth. What is he talking about? Who is he talking to? Cursing and carrying on about the white man, but nobody's listening. At least we're all trying hard not to. Did he suffer from anxiety? Was he a lion in a sea of sheep? Could he be me? Hell no, I tell myself, never, not at all. I'll be fine. I'll go back to the doctor tomorrow when I have my insurance policy and they won't turn me away. I'll get this thing diagnosed, this twitch, but I won't let them drug me. I'm only going for security, for confirmation. What is anxiety? I don't get that. I'm strong. I'm a lion in a herd of sheep. I hold steady in adversity. I hold up the weak. Surely, I'm not this man on the train spewing nonsense that we're all pretending not to see. What is anxiety? I don't get that. That ain't me. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Like, yes. Yes, that. So what, like, <clears throat> what inspired that piece? Like, what, you know? This actually happened to me. Mm which is what inspired it. I was going through what I think is depression. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I'm not sure. I never went to the doctor to get it diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, I developed this this twitch mm. in, my, in my face. Like, my left eye kept twitching, and I was freaking out. Oh, so it's a literal twitch. Yeah, it was literally. Like, oh, okay. Literally. I thought it was, was like an emotional twitch. Like It was, it was emotional mm, and mm. physical and mm. physically happening to me like emo emotionally I would just you know I was just like freak out I would be thinking about 25 things at one time mm. and I'm just going through through the twitch but I was also physically having the twitch as well and mm. one day it just got to the point where I was on WebMD you know WebMD make I heard you talking what? about that <laughs> yeah yes because that is like life like I will anytime I feel like something going on I'm googling mm -hmm. I'm googling they like stay away from the internet but I'm like it's, it's helpful though you know it is to, to its extent you still need to go to the doctor but WebMD will hold it down when you like am I dying or I'm good like <laughs> right so, am I gonna be okay so I was on WebMD and WebMD kept saying anxiety anxiety like those were the causes of my of my twitch or could be a possible cause of my twitch so I was like I need to go to the doctor. I want to tell my friends, but I didn't want my friends to think I was crazy. 
I won't tell my mom because I want her to think I'm crazy. And that's it. That's the and that. But that's what the problem is, though, yeah. because because mental health and you know mental illness is so stigmatized. Something so simple as you wanting to just tell a friend, like this is what I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. but you can't because you're worried about how they perceive you. And that's the problem. That's the stereotype. That's what we're trying to break. That's what we do here at Me Too Radio Zone. We are aiming towards breaking the stigma and normalizing mental health, mental illness. Because it should be something that we can just have in regular conversation. You know what I'm saying? If you wanted to call me up and be like, he's... Let me tell you what happened. I was on the train and X, Y, and Z happened. It shouldn't be, oh, my God, you need to see a doctor. It should be like, oh, okay, so that sounds like maybe that's your anxiety. Like, did you try, you know, maybe taking some deep breaths? Did you do X, Y, and Z? Like, mm-hmm. it should be a normal conversation. It shouldn't have to be this, uh, you know, this right. thing. So that's, that's you know, that's definitely great that you were able to even, you know, write a piece on it and identify, like, this is what, you know, I'm experiencing and, this is what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tying it to. So that's that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for that piece. Me. I really appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> so thank you so much for rocking with us. This is episode three, Me Too Radio Zone. Let's call it a comeback. Let's call it a comeback. And thank you for mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. with us. Um, thank you for listening with, you know, and just being supportive with us. Um, we did share a lot of stuff, so you got a lot of insight as to what we were personally experiencing. And the sole purpose is really to create the transparency, understanding, and awareness around Absolutely. mental disorders and our own personal um, stuff because we're relatable. Yeah. And um, and that's what we, 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 you know, we aim to create here. We want you guys to, you know, feel like you can relate to us because we are one. <laughs> you know, we are no different. And um, definitely want to offer that authenticity and that openness. And we want you guys to be able to, uh, you know, connect with us. Yes. And um, definitely we would love some feedback. So um, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Me2RadioZone. Um, also, we're also on SoundCloud, and yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. we're also on SoundCloud, Me Too Radio Zone. So definitely subscribe, listen, and share. Share with everyone. We love to share. And again, um, you know, if you are just, you know, need someone to talk to, some support. If you having any, you know, suicide, suicidal thoughts, or if you know anyone that that is experiencing. Um, you know, a breakdown or... Or even having, if you're just having a rough day yeah. and you just need some support or someone to talk to, yeah. there are resources available. Yeah, so definitely go to www.nami.org. That's the National Alliance on Mental Health Illnesses. And you can um, definitely give them a call at um, 800 950 definitely speak to someone um definitely again you want to speak to someone that's um listening from a place of openness and not judgment right um compassion and understanding and someone that's going to actually actually lift you up when you feel like you can't go no further absolutely and also please email us me to number two radio zone at gmail.com so Mm -hmm. like email us give us some feedback if you have any questions if you want to be featured on the show um, cause you know, we do the poetry stuff, so we definitely would love to like feature some poets and, and um, shout out again to Maya for coming through oh with that beautiful God. poem. That definitely. was, 
she like Dope. nailed it. I feel like she she I feel like she was like neat right at that moment because I get it. Yeah. So shout out to to her. She's amazing. God bless her. All right. Zone out. Zone out.